Hello everybody, welcome to Crew Chat, your weekly podcast about everything disability. Today I have with me Jonathan Cha, EPD, Hello. David C, and a special guest. And I believe it's Danny Westwood. Hello <laughs> Danny, how's it going? Yeah, good. Yeah, good, thank you. All good, good. So today on Crypture, welcome everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Please feel free to, you know, comment. Uh, we'll be talking about the administrative appeals uh, tribunal. So Danny Westwood, firstly, how's it going? Yeah, really. Yeah, really good. Um, had a had a win with the AAP last week, so that's pretty exciting. Awesome. Can't wait to hear all about it. But Danny, first off, tell us a bit about what gave rise originally to the SDA. So the Specialist Disability Accommodation request to the NDIS. I was in a relationship for a while and we were looking to buy a house and have it modified because with our combined income, we would have been able to get a mortgage. But when the relationship come to an end i um had to start looking into other avenues to get myself into an accessible house because the one i'm living in isn't accessible it's um there's a fair few issues with it but yeah i won't won't bore you with the details of that and then uh i had a support coordinator ask me if i'd heard of sda which i hadn't up until then and uh yeah we just started the process of applying or learning what it was all about seeing what was available and applying. Thank you for that, Danny. Danny, also, um, so how did the review, conciliation and uh, the hearing process make you uh, feel as a participant and, uh, yeah, applying for the AAT? There was a, um, there was a bit of a journey and I felt different, different things at different stages. So when I first found out about SDA and applied, I was obviously pretty excited because I was like, okay, there actually is a, um, there's hope for me to get into somewhere that's accessible and meets my needs and that sort of thing. Uh, so I was quite hopeful to start with. And then I was, um, uh, there was a lot of back and forth, even just to get approved. I had to follow up with uh, like my local MPs and that sort of thing, just to get them to uh, get the, get NDIA to make a decision in the first place. There was a, yeah, had to try and put a lot of pressure on them to actually get to a decision. And then the decision wasn't what I'd actually requested. So um, I asked to live by myself um, because I live by myself at the moment and that's what I want to do. Um, and, you know, also work from home and handle people's, um, like, personal details and stuff for my job. So it's like not not appropriate for me to share and um you know i also have my gym and therapy equipment at home that i use pretty much every day and i need need to be able to access that to continue to you know improve my circumstances and independence and that sort of thing and um so what they approved me for basically didn't allow or wouldn't have allowed for any of that so i um went to the s100 review process and uh, that that was a bit disheartening because it felt like it was just sort of kicked down the road. Like I felt like no one even read that application. It was just 
they um they just sent me an email saying no our decision was right you know it's we've investigated ourselves and figured out that we made the right decision which is a bit frustrating after the the s100 outcome i decided to go to aat with it i think that was in february maybe so from what i can gather it was actually quite fast compared to what a lot of people have been dealing with because you know february to august is only six months and i have talked to people who have been at aat for 12 18 months so i think i had a quite quite a good experience i would say compared to a lot of other people the nda's lawyer was very very clear in communication like i it sort of felt more like we were working together to try and come to the appropriate outcome rather than it i didn't feel like it was me versus them as such i just felt like i have a great idea of what my needs are and what would be the most efficient use of the ndis funding and it was just a matter of providing them the evidence to be able to come to that conclusion as well it didn't really feel like i was locked in a battle with them or anything um but i've heard a, a lot of people have said that it can be like that so i think uh from everything i've heard i think i've had quite a good experience with the aat compared to a lot of other people oh no that's amazing that's amazing to so, you. Danny, so Danny, do you think they're looking for your best interest not unless you also are so if you have your own best interests and sort of advocate for yourself then you can sort of coach them to also have your best interests and the lucky part of my situation was that my best interests and the best use of the funding were aligned and it's just a matter of trying to get them to see that their best interest and my best interest are the same outcome yeah oh look i would imagine you know go through that process uh a lot of uh evidence was needed you know to present your case uh speaking of which uh what kind of documented supporting evidence did you use in your case before the double AT? There was a lot. <laughs> uh, mm. So I'll to start you. with, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I had a functional capacity assessment carried out by an OT. I don't know. I think that's about a 10-page document that goes over the intricate <laughs> details of my limitations and impairments and that sort of thing, and everything's broken down right down to the fine details of everything. After that, I had to write a statement of my own as to why I wanted SDA. And then there was supporting evidence from my physiotherapist, from another OT, from my primary OT. I had to write probably three or four different personal statements on different topics, um, exploring alternatives, and even down to the very specific things of um, what gym equipment I had, why did I need it, what progress have I had with it so far, uh, how much space does it take up in my house, are there alternative ways to access that. Um, also had evidence from my employer saying that I needed to live in a private re residence because I am talking to people and gathering their private information like um, name, address, payment details, like credit card details and stuff for my job. So, yeah, there was an absolute mountain of evidence and, yeah, it f felt like it was never-ending for a while there because it was so much. 
a lot of things going on in the background. Uh, yeah, but look, uh, like you said, once you've achieved your outcome, yeah, all that pain and all that background noise uh, goes away. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Danny, can you tell us just how um, this uh, determination result has impacted your quality of life you know, now moving forward for you. That's pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I, um, as part of the AAT process, I sort of had to paint a picture of what my ideal life looks like with the support that I requested. So that was sort of a large part of what I based my case on is that I have this vision or image of what my life looks like moving forward and I had to sort of break that down to NDIA it's honestly going to be life-changing for me um, just being able to enter and exit my own house like mm. be able to use a front door that's yeah that that's probably been one of the most difficult things is like the just lack of community engagement because I can't even get in and out of my front door like it's uh, pretty ridiculous. So that that'll be massive. Um, all the all the different sort of accessible design standards will just mean that the house is actually comfortable and easy for me to move around in. Like being closer to my friends as well, and being like very close to different facilities in the community, like shopping center, gym, pool, like all that sort of thing is right around the SDA that I'll be moving into. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, there's so many different factors of it that will improve my life in so many ways. I'm really looking forward to it. No, that's awesome. And look, uh, we could add, you know, that the administrative appeals tribunal worked out for you and uh, you have reached, you know, a positive outcome from it. Uh, look, uh, on, on that note, um, anything you want to say to you know the viewers in regards to the AAAT? What, what, um, what helped you the most? So what supporting evidence helped you the most? Which occupation or report or anything? I can't really say to be honest. I I did ask the NDIA like what if any evidence was weighted heavier in my decision and they said it's all weighted evenly. Um, so, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it's more the overall picture I painted for how it would improve my life and help me to reach my NDIS plan goals. Um, Do you think yeah, because it all collaborated the to the picture, one picture, all, all collaborated to one picture? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I don't think there was anything. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was just one piece that got over the line. I think it was just the whole, uh, yeah, all of it together. I found for myself what really helped was sort of having an idea in my head of exactly how these supports would help me to improve my life, meet my goals, um, you know, re return to, like, more community participation, um, go back to dating, like, um, have more access to informal supports through my friends and um, 
you know, it was sort of just, yeah, painting, painting that whole picture and then tying all the supporting evidence to a part of that picture. So it was my physiotherapist helped me with the evidence to say that, yeah, if I, if I continue to use my therapy equipment, then I'll become more independent in terms of like my wheelchair transfers and community access and that sort of thing. And then, um, you know, my occupational therapist helped me out um, with a lot of evidence about how the accessible features of the accommodation would um, would allow me to become more independent in like daily living tasks. And then um, obviously I had evidence from my employer saying that I would be able to continue my employment if I was living by myself. And then there was a lot of like evidence that I sort of self-provided as well. So quite often I, I don't know if it's everyone's experience with the AAT, but they asked me to write a lot of my own statements, um, mm-hmm. sort of like what other alternatives I'd explored, why I thought they weren't appropriate. And I think I even, I even um, like made a video actually of sort of when I, when I first had my injury. So for those listening, I um, had a, um, a C6 spinal cord injury. So when I was in hospital, I uh, had a heap of footage from sort of my strength and we, independence in terms of transfers and stuff. Have a yeah, it's a, just a comment from Azizi. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Danny. I'm oh, uh, so okay. glad you, you got approved. Hopefully, this makes life that little easier for you. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Azizi. Yeah, positive stuff, uh, Danny. Sorry, continue on. Having, having a whole picture and then having evidence to support each of those different parts of that picture. Um, it can be hard to imagine as well because when you're going through the AAT process, you don't know if you're going to get a yes or a no. And so there's sort of like this simultaneous thing where you want to hope for a better life and you have to imagine a better life to provide evidence, but then also you sort of try and push down the hope of that in case they say no. So I think that was probably the hardest part for it was like um, describing what your ideal life looks like and the whole time wondering if they're going to rip it out from underneath you. Excellent. I know it's very important that you get emotional support through that process. Most definitely. So emotional support is needed there yeah, throughout the process. It's okay. Yeah. That, that's the hardest thing for a lot of people is that you just sort of in a you exist in limbo. It's like you're you're waiting for things to, for other people to approve you for things, and yeah, you need that emotional support to sort of keep fighting for what you know you need. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So let's go around the
Cause stuff's are done, but just before we do, just a comment from uh, Chantel. So it's choices over what could be out there. Living independently is one goal, and the other steps follow each one of these goals. It's important to remember that accomplished goals come in to get decent amount of hours. Yeah, and I agree. Thank you for that comment, Chantel. Yeah. So, yeah, so David, David's any final yeah. thoughts? My final thoughts is to put uh, to put a challenge onto what you need is you always have to be prepared with reports and face the same direction and make sure everything works together. So it's got to be convincingly so it favours your way because you don't want to do things that contradict each other, then you're going to lose your case. I, I agree. And I, I uh, think that was one of the hard things is because the process takes so long, your needs can change over that process. You know, for myself, the whole process from application of SDA to being approved was 18 months and as I'm like sure everyone knows like your whole life can change in 18 months so no, your needs could change 10 times like yeah thank you for that Danny just a comment from Azizi emotional support is very important I just went through NDIS for the first time for my kids and it was hard luckily I found a lady and momentum you helped me. That's awesome. That's awesome, Zizi. Keep up the good work. It's important to have a good team around you. That was a, a big thing for me. I um, yeah, could, couldn't have done it without them. I like the yeah, the stress would have been too much to handle at all by myself. Now, awesome, awesome. Okay, um, Jonathan, do you have any final thoughts? My final is look, the AAT can be emotionally challenging and there should be mechanisms in Place to lower the emotional labor of it all. Yeah, look, um, I don't really have any fun thoughts, but I'd like to hear from Danny. Danny, any fun thoughts to our viewers? You're the only one who knows what supports are best going to meet your needs and it can be really hard to have the NDIA try and overrule what you know is the right outcome for you. So I would say just keep fighting. Um, you know what your needs are. You know what needs to happen. So don't, don't, let, them, um, don't let them wait you out or push you out or bulldoze you like and there are some good people in that system as well. 
you know, I, I dealt with some great people from NDIA and their their legal team. Um, there are people in there that genuinely care. And, um, yeah, I hope you all get to experience that and I hope you all get the supports that you need to live your best life. No, awesome. And no, good stuff. Was it a cost for, um, to, to go to, to do the review? Did it cost you much? Uh, not personally, but I did have to utilise a decent chunk of my funding. I was lucky in that I had level three support coordination in my budget. Um, so I had to utilise quite a bit of that and also funding for my physio and OT. I had to utilise quite a bit of that for report writing and that sort of thing too. It didn't personally cost, cost me um, out of pocket, but I did have to use quite a decent amount of my of my funding. funding yeah did they reimburse you for that no mm, no nice. no no it's not good at all thank you for asking the question david uh yeah look uh thank you very much jonathan david cunningham david and myself for being on the show as usual but special thanks to danny westwood for allowing us to pick your brain um, on this, uh, I guess, topic, the Administrative uh, Appeals Tribunal. Thank you very once again, uh, Danny, and we hope you know you can uh, contribute in the future uh, podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. And, uh, you know, if, if any of the viewers have questions, I'd be happy to come back on in a few weeks or whatever to um, help people answer their questions as well, if there's anything more more specific or anything like that people need help with. Awesome, awesome. For our viewers out there, thank you for joining us on Keep Chat once again, and uh, we will see you next week. Uh, goodbye for now. Thank you. Bye.